Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark down for a while. Hello and welcome to the dark forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I'm your host. You know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com, for if you like a determiner. FamilyPetAncestry.com goes to JackieCation.com because I thought it was funny, you guys. Anyway, let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio, and we're all pleased as punch about it. Vilmos fixes JackieCation.com, and Mike Rickberg, of course, composed and sang the intro song, and he will sing his lyrics to... the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. There's new premium episodes over on Bandcamp, thedorkforest.bandcamp.com. There's new live episodes that you can get for two bucks. Doesn't ever affect the fact that there'll be one every Tuesday forever, unless I get tired and fall over in a heap, and then I might skip a Tuesday. But um, there are premium episodes there. They're two bucks a piece. I charge because they cost me a couple of bucks, and um, usually end up breaking even, and that's uh, so far so good. So... Uh, JackieCation.com has all kinds of stuff, as does DorkForest.com. It's got the donation button. If you enjoy the program, I would love for everyone to give me a hundred dollars a year. You can send ten bucks a month. I haven't made that easy, but you're only sending it ten months because November and December is, uh, it's, uh, it's the holidays. Don't donate to the Dork Forest. Donate to somebody who might need a sandwich. But, uh, you could send me ten bucks a month. You can send me more than a hundred dollars a year. Whatever the market can bear in your life. But I would appreciate donations if you like the show and you can do it. If you can't do it, just tell your friends. And I hope you're enjoying the show anyway. Other than that, you could support the show by using the Amazon banner on JackieCation.com. Brings you to Amazon. Doesn't cost you extra. You just shop like normal. And the Dork Forest gets a little kickback. And I appreciate that a great deal. Other than that, if you just want merch, you at JackieCation.com, you can watch me do stand-up. You can see where my schedule is. This week, I'm flying off to Toronto and then Montreal. So I'm in Canada for two weeks. So if you are Canadian and anywhere near those two cities, feel free to come and see stand-up comedy of, of my variety. That's right. Other than that, you can buy merch if you want. You can get T-shirts, you can get CDs, you can get DVD. All of the CDs are available for um, download from Amazon and and iTunes if you want. You can listen to them on Prodigy and Prodigy. You can listen to them on Pandora and Spotify for free if you want. And you can get the DVD at Comedy Film Nerds as a $10 download if you don't need a hard copy of the DVD. Anyway... A lot of info. Let's get into the program. It's a good one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm back in my living room, ladies and gentlemen. And it's going to be comic book art today with uh, Jeff May, stand-up yeah. comic Jeff May, which uh, your your website's under uh, uh, under <laughs> under duress. I don't know what is it wrong is with It is being restructured. It's uh, the website and the YouTube. We're going and we're restructuring the whole thing. Well, that's beautiful. That sounds ambitious. Well, it's to make, when you make one right away in yeah. comedy, and you're like, oh, mm, that was a mistake. Too soon? And yeah, Well. Sometimes. You know, people ask for video now, and I'm just like, ah... It was from like 2013. Why don't we <laughs> let's why don't regroup? We, yeah, why don't we try? I'm good now. Why don't we go with that? Why don't we go with <laughs> well, that? Well, that's it. You want to show something that's kind of yeah, current? They're like, you got any tape? I'm like, I'll just fly out and I'll just give <laughs> five minutes for you, real. Let quick. me send you this VHS from 1999. <laughs> Is that too soon? Too- yeah. Okay. At Hey There Jeffro. Yeah. H e y t h e r e 
J-E-F-F-R-O. So it's at Hey There Jeff Rowe on Twitter and Instagram yeah, until listen, it all comes together. It's such an obnoxious, uh, and, it's, it's and this an is end of February. Tag. So they, if they want to find you where you're doing stand up, they can, they can ping you on. You, yeah, just hit me. I mean, I, I, you I post it yeah, all not, the time, like everybody. You see a comic that's like, oh, I'm not doing anything. Like, no, I'm not right. going to do that. <laughs> right. Yeah, I ended up keeping that. That's a really dumb name that I have, but it was my friend's stepdad used to scream it at me whenever I'd come and. Well, he was because always, he's a dad. Because he was like, somebody's uh, dad. Hey there, Jeffro. And I'm like, well, that's my. All my friends started screaming that at me every time they saw me. So, so it's I adorable. Just, I rolled with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you know, so I'm just like, well, I'm not going to change hey, it. You're not made of stone. Yeah. That guy's a nice guy. I'm not going to further my career just to undo an inside <laughs> joke from 15 <laughs> and, years ago. Right. And it's like your buddy's dad. That's kind of sweet, quite honestly. I'm it okay is. with that. It is. It's okay. So you are a comic book fan. We, I was. <laughs> I just pulled out a stack of. I was like. Maybe you know some of these artists, and you're like, I know all of those artists. I know, I know, I know artists, all of their works. The writers, yeah. yeah. So I'm a big. Well, it's it's really this my my art fascination came really from my convention experiences. Okay, yeah, like I used to go to a lot. I still. So did you read by writer initially, or read by title initially, um, and then it's writer? Both. It's it's I, a title gets you in the door, and then a writer. You know, Keeps you for, unless it's someone like Kevin Smith with crossover appeal, okay. the writer isn't the the writer won't initially get you in. It's a title, and then somebody will be like, "Oh well, you need you know, oh you like Batman? Well, read." And then you're like, "I like everything that Scott Snyder writes. I'm going to read more of Scott Snyder." Oh, there you go. So that which is which is what happened, I think, with Warren Ellis. Yeah, like I read um, whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my gateway drug on Warren Ellis. I was can't it, remember. Was it Planetary? Uh, Planetary. Yep. Is that, that him? Be, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that is How that bad? more knowledge? It's it's bad that I'm I blanked for a sec. Well, no, that's fine. It's uh it's uh I just one of the episodes that just went up was Pink Floyd, and I got a lot of emails going. How could you not know Pink Floyd? I and I was like, Pink Floyd, I don't. Uh, I still don't. Um, I'm, I'm sure they're lovely. Anyway, uh, yeah, I'm I have. With you. I, I don't have, smoke weed. Sorry. Right, I have a couple. I have a couple of albums. That seems fine, and yeah. uh, and it'll be fun. Anyway, so they're they're good cleaning the house music, probably. Oh yeah, and just because it's instrumental and, and kind of in your mind, man. Right, right. There mind. was some stoner talk, as a matter of oh, fact. Did you really? Yeah. Oddly <laughs> oh, enough, oh, Dave oh, Waite was talking about some some oh, marijuana. It's Dave Waite. I love oh. Dave Waite so much. He is one of the funniest people on the planet. Really great writer. Really funny comic. And uh, so go back, listen to that Pink Floyd episode, listen find out what it. I don't know about it. Listen but when it. it comes to comic book art, I still don't know and I care more, which is uh, a bit of a disappointment. Because what I I read, just top it, yeah, I read titles mm-hmm. and then when I met Andy, he was my Sherpa oh, yeah. and so I started reading titles and then authors. And I would love to get into artists. Yeah. I would love to recognize. Can you recognize the art? Yes. You've gotten to that. I generally can. It's, okay. It's very hard for me. It, it would be, and it's it's kind of obnoxious now where I'm like, oh, that's, that's Phil Jimenez. <laughs> and then people are like, shut up. Can you just shut up? Please? And I'm like, it's, I know. I, I don't need to tell people that. And they're like, yeah, but his name's on the cover. But you kind of feel like you need to tell you. Yeah, that's a, well, it's a very nerdy thing to do. Isn't it is. It? It's, it's, a, it's assert, a nerdy your, thing to it's do. It's asserting yourself. It's a, it's a, and I think the people who do know, and plus that guy, he's psyched. You know, I had Robert Hack on the show, mm-hmm. and he drew um, the covers of like the Afterlife of Archie. Okay. He does oh, yeah. a lot of Archie titles, oh, and yeah. he does a bunch of different. But he does Afterlife of Archie so good. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he did um, Sabrina stuff, and and he's done a lot of different stuff. Uh, I'm spacing the other titles, which yeah. I tend to buy the titles that he draws now because I love the cover art. And you like the what they're doing with that. right? And yeah, cover art will bring you in too. Yeah, that'll really like a good cover can bring you into a book that you don't even know what's happening. Who? Draws um 
because I see his name every month and yet I cannot memorize it. I know Kurt Busiak. Oh God, Kurt. But I don't know who draws Astro City. Uh, well, who does the covers? Yeah. Is Alex Ross. Okay. And uh, then the who paintings, does the paintings? Like the, the, the paintings, the paintings. Uh, who does the interiors? It all depends on which. It, it can change. It. Yeah. Okay. Astro so fair City enough. is what, such a wonderful, a wonderful. It's so great. That's a great, uh, that's a great, uh, cross-gendered appeal, uh, book. Like when I used to work at a comic store. Oh, okay. And Astro City was one of the ones where there's always like the guy with the girlfriend and she's always tentative and like playing the stereotypes of like, oh, I'm a girl. I don't read comics. I'm like, well, you, you'd really like this. I think this is a good gateway drug for really good for, for women who have not yet tried comics well it's it's not like these like big guns big boobs like kind of stereotypes that we used to have in the in the 90s of, right right you know, well but so that's when you worked in and, the 90s no 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 but like it's kind of like there's still the stereotype so if you want to ease someone into something there's right there's you gotta well you gotta titles. find them something yeah yeah and usually it's fables. always weird fables was one fables fables is great i mean i like fables the first uh I liked uh, Plastic Man, Kyle, Kyle Kyle Baker. Kyle Baker's the first sketch that I ever got. The first piece of original art I ever got was from Kyle Baker. Oh, really? Yeah. Was it from Special Forces, which is a lot of guns and boobs? It was no. It was from uh, Truth. The oh, true Captain America. And I. Oh my God, that as, was amazing. As a history teacher at the time, yeah. And I, you know, I was like, "This is such an amazing book. I'm, I'm in love." Right. With it's it. the alternate. It's a. It's an alternate history. See, because of course, the history of Captain America is about the the super serum that worked. Yeah. The Tuskegee Institute. Uh, you know the the yeah, yeah, horrible no sacrifice on a white person is was what. The, right. It was the premise was that they tested it on black troops and yeah. one guy lived. And that, that man's grandson is Patriot. Yeah. And, uh, but. It's great. I mean, it's, it's. But that, Truth is a great collection. It was good. It was, it was, uh, it was fearlessly drawn as well. Like, yeah. it was drawn in a way that was not your mainstream style. It was Kyle Baker, who's yeah. a cartoonist turned, uh, illustrator, you know. Yeah. Turned sequential illustrator. Did he write Truth as well? No. That he didn't. Was, That's right. Uh, God. Oh, now this is where it's bad on me right now. Well, cause, uh, and, and because we're talking the art, uh, it's fine. Steve Mandel can, can yell at the iPod yeah. right now. That's it'll be fine. I'm sorry. And uh, Steve, it'll be fine. You know. Yeah. And everybody else can Google it. It'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> but, yes, it's literally. Yeah. But truth was, Andy had the first six issues. Yes. And he said that the seventh issue. Came out later. Came out much later. And he was like, I don't think it's even available. And I got it for him for Christmas one year. <gasps> what a great. So mm, there you go. That's mm, good. Little completionist. I have, I have, um, I have, I think not my whole run, but I think I just did it in issue one of truth. And I have it signed by Kyle. Right. Oh. Oh, wow. The white star in the so did, the so he he signed an issue one for he, you. He came to the to the store. Uh, the what local, store did you that's work at? Entertainment in that's entertainment is in Worcester, Massachusetts. It's an amazing store. Okay, it's fantastic comic and book I, store in Worcester, Mass. And it was actually before I worked there. Okay, I was I, w- I was there uh, and and I met him. Did there. you grow up in Worcester? I cl- pretty much. Yeah. Okay, yeah, right outside the suburb outside of Worcester. Um, I have a good friend from Worcester who never told me that it was kind of the joke town around Boston. I mean, it's, it's, it's Boston's ugly sister with it's a heroin right. problem. With, yeah. uh, which is weird because there's also a dozen colleges there. Yeah. And you're well, like, it's, it's smarty magoos. Uh, it's e- even in Massachusetts, the dirt bags are well educated. Oh yeah. So it's oh, very yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they, and they sound like the least educated people on the planet. Too. Oh, is it the accent like, is oh, pretty yeah. dense? Like you'll someone with a, you know, someone with a master's degree is like, Oh, what you want to fight right now, kid? I'll fucking throw it out right now with you. Come on. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, Grove is, uh, uh, my friend from college and she, uh, she, she can do a skid accent is what she calls it. It's a pretty skid accent. So, oh yeah. Like wicked yeah. hat. Yeah. 
Yeah, something hard. Yeah. yeah. Something, I don't know. I'm from Wisconsin. We, we just have that <laughs> oh, do you murder. Guys have an accent? Just that murder, uh, the, the, the murder thing on Netflix that oh, everybody's yeah. watching. They're, oh, they're yes. very sad about, uh, how, yeah. oh, I didn't, I, I, I already, I know, already know dirtbags. I don't need yeah, to yeah. watch them. All I, all the best part about that was just there's this phone conversation between the guy and his girlfriend and she's like, well, you're going to say something romantic. <laughs> all cripes. Uh, oh, I don't yeah. know. Like, well, say it. Say, say, say something, something romantic. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's really, uh, that's well, fantastic. we should go get some brats then. Oh, yeah. That's not romantic. Yeah. Anyway, so, so you worked, so before you worked at the, and then yeah, you ended up working fan. there? I, I, so I'd always been, I was like a comics fan as a really young child. Okay. And then, uh, sort of as a, as a form of social preservation, I, I'm skeered more towards, uh, like, um, sports and stuff like that. I was also a huge Star Wars collector. Okay. So like most of my money you went to Star Wars collecting. toys. Okay. Uh, when they yeah. released the Power of the Force. And so my comic book budget was minimal because I didn't have a car and the nearest uh, comic book store was 35 minutes away. Right. <laughs> so, which is way worse t- to walk. <laughs> oh like, yeah. That's a day. Oh yeah. It's yeah. A that, that, that's yeah. a journey. You'd have to, you'd have to learn the public transit system. There'd be some yeah. trouble. But you could get Star Wars toys anywhere. So I have right? this massive collector. And then in college, I actually took a, a history course on, on modern, modern America and I used comics as my project. That oh, okay. And so I, I researched them all and I started to get heavy because comics had hit enough, like a renaissance in the early 2000s. Okay. And that's when you got stuff like Planetary or The Authority. That's or, when I started, know. I started reading them, I think, in 2003 that, or 2004. Yeah, that brought me back in. Alias, the okay. Jessica Jones. Uh, right. I became obsessed with. And there was these wonderful, uh, Ecstatics, which, uh, was, is an absolutely fantastic. They took over X-Force, which was okay. one of the, Guns and boobs titles, right. and then they were like, "We're gonna make this brilliant," and okay. people hated it. Oh, did they? Yeah, it was Mike Allred did the art. Who, if you know who Mike Allred is, he's very A L R E D A L L R E D. Two else. Madman, very uh, Andy Warholian pop art. Okay, uh, in a in a superhero book, which was oh, nice. insane. Yeah, written by Peter Milligan, who was a Vertigo guy. Okay, and so they were really like, "Let's take an X book and go the exact opposite of every X book that's ever happened." So it was an X Men title. It so it was, was a Marvel it X-Men was title. critically amazing. And, and nobody fan, gave a the shit. The fans were angry because they were like, I want Cable. Give right. Me, give me Warpath. He's got knives. And, right. So it, then, it didn't go. Well, it went actually. It lasted, uh, it, it, it lasted, let's see, into there. It lasted for about four years or so of. Oh my of, God. That's successful. It is. I think that's successful. It is. I think Marvel was kind of keeping it alive. Because it was so critical. Because of claimed. the editors, like uh, Axel Alonso and Joe Casado, like, when you have these, I mean, like Darwin Cook did a couple episodes, like these okay. were the issues. Yeah. And so it was really like this really popular, but I was, I became re-obsessed and I did. So uh, was it X hyphen static or well, something? Well, it was or? X-Force. And then after, uh, after a certain issue, they changed their name because they right. had a legal battle with the original X-Force. Okay. In the comic, because they were celebrity <laughs> heroes. The, the book is right. fantastic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna loan it. I'm okay. gonna loan you the, the yeah. entire collection. Well, the thing those. is, is we might have read it. And back in those times, it was hard for me to keep them all separated. Yeah. And right now, it's relatively hard. We read mostly, um, mostly Marvel. So yeah. it's, and, the, but there's so many X you know titles. Dupe? You know that character, Dupe? The green potato looking floating guy? <laughs> kind Are you of. familiar with him? He's, a, he's, he's no multiple man. It's, uh, did you in- read X Factor? Uh, which one? The, 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 the Peter David? Yes. Yeah. Well, there were, Peter David wrote X Factor in the 90s and he also revisited them. I, uh, and I, uh, just 2000s because yeah. I haven't, um. Yeah, where it was very noir. 
Yeah, yeah, it was super noir. It was his, it was his, his detective. It was it fantastic. Was, it was, all Peter David is fantastic for me. Yes, I, uh, yeah, yeah, I would say that. I don't think there's been Daredevil. anything that I, I loved his Daredevil run. I loved, uh, right when now. Did Peter David write Daredevil? Oh, uh, that was, uh, I know that was my introduction to Daredevil. It was really? also in the 2000s. Okay, that sounds about right. I, and just, I think he's I might reading Spider-Man 99, 2099. 2099, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's great. Yeah. He's a very, very, very talented But writer. I don't know who the any of the any of the artists are. Yeah. So, See, do you go to conventions ever? Do you ever go to a con? I go to cons to do the Dork Forest Live. Okay. And then I do... And I do whatever con will have me. So I've been to a science fiction con, yeah. this anime con in Dallas I okay. usually go to every year. And um, I did a, a, a great con up in San Francisco, but it was science fiction and everything. Yeah. It wasn't real comic book heavy. Yeah. Um, like Wonder – I've been to Comic-Con. Okay. It was too big. That's, yeah, I don't like. I don't. It was like a madhouse. I've retired from San Diego. I went to Kamikaze this year, yeah, and that was interesting. But I don't spend enough time in Artist Alley and yeah. stuff like that. Is that that's where you tend cool. to go? Yeah, that's where I go because that's because that's not only is it where I like to get art, but it's where I like to see my friends. My friends are in Artist Alley. Okay. And that's like for me, it's all like convention season is like summer camp for me. Okay. Because I've you know I used to work on a, on a web series that was very you know comic book heavy and so which I, one it used to be it was called well it still exists it's called that hashtag show okay and they're doing their own thing and I kind of right. split from them because they you know it wasting didn't work my, out. they were wasting my time fair enough and I I was like eh. I'm going to move on. But I got to interview Stan Lee with them. Right. Like, that's right. a pretty cool Well, I mean, that's the whole gig. thing about conventions is you get to meet these heroes. Yes. These people that you're psyched about. Yeah. And and I, my first, I've been I've been to over 100. Okay. Uh, and my first real convention was in 2004. Okay. And, uh, and I sort of started to, because I love art so much, I got, I bought a sketchbook. And you can actually, these artists that make the things you love, you can get original art from them. Yeah. Like, you can buy things from them. And that to me seemed like the best way that I could not only like add to my collection because I am a collector. I'm a, okay. I'm a pack. Sure. I'm a, sure. Just, I want to stack all, some I'm, items. I think, I don't think there's yep. anybody that's listening to this podcast right now. <laughs> that isn't that collecting have something. A bunch of stuff mm-hmm. that they're obsessed with that has dust on it. Right. Like that's, right. This every surface in this house, you know, it's like, oh, I got this dazzler mini bust here. It's my favorite thing. And it's, right. it's just got dust. I'll never sell it. So do they draw in the book? Or, yeah, you get okay. a sketchbook and then you draw in the book. There's so many different ways because here's the thing: sometimes it can seem expensive. Like comic book art can be expensive depending on what you're going for, and so there are so many different tiers and levels. And I've actually uh, brought uh, props with me uh, to show you the different levels of things that you can get. Okay, can sort of describe what they are. Sure. Uh, as we're going through, uh, and so the first thing I have, and these are very, very uh, sort of affordable. And first and foremost, by the way, name hunting is not the best thing to do if you're going. You know, okay. like, like the art that you like yeah. and meet people that you like and take a chance on an independent artist or a smaller artist. This is my suggestion to anybody. Right. Instead of being like, I need to get a drawing from Rob Liefeld or, the, or, or you know, somebody who's like a famous superstar artist where you're going to spend $250 on one, on a drawing from right. somebody. You know, maybe look at somebody who's new and up and coming and you don't know what's going to happen, but you like what they do. Right. And I mean, I think that that's true with all art. I mean, I don't collect art, but, um, well, well, I think, yeah, cause people are kind of completists, you yeah. know, they're like, well, I love that run yeah. of that. Can I get a picture of you drawing Robin, the third Robin, like you did oh, in Tim 1990? Drake, <laughs> I don't know. It's Tim and, Drake. Is it Tim Drake? Yes. Thank you very much. And so, I mean, there's, there's completists. And I suppose if 
people want to do that, that it's their disposable income. Exactly. Knock yourself it's out. It's your disposable income. But, but if you want to sort of get into collecting yes. art, you can, and it can be affordable. It can be affordable. Absolutely. And it can be just neat. Yeah. Because what you've great. done is you've watched someone draw something, and then they give it to you, and you give them $20, or what do you Or, want? yeah, anywhere from, sometimes they'll do it for free. If okay. they do, I always suggest uh, either paying them anyway. Yeah. Or giving them something or making a donation to their charity of choice. Okay. Because they might have. There are two charities that they that, that they support. The Comic Book Legal Defense Fund? There's the CBLDF. Right. Uh, and then there's the Hero Initiative. Okay. Uh, I am a Hero Initiative supporter. Right. More than CBLDF. I'm an ACLU person, so, so I'm going to be. The CBLDF. <laughs> yes. What's the Hero Initiative? They, I've seen the, I've seen the boxes, but I haven't. The Hero Initiative is a charity that is designed to sort of pay back to its roots of the comic book world. A lot of the people that created comics in the 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s didn't Oh, get, no royalties. They didn't get much Credit. of anything. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of them, uh, are starving to death. Right. Or They're die old from and- preventable diseases right. or you know and so, so what do they do they find they they will sometimes it's something as simple as uh getting groceries and sometimes no, no but do they find like an old guy they know who they are yeah, yeah. Like they have like, there like are who, people... who's an old guy who doesn't get any credit uh from the 50s anybody oh, geez you know i mean well if you think about some of the people that cre- you know when you look at someone like bill finger who created batman and bob kane just stole it all from him okay a lot of the guys that created along the lines with Stan Lee, who, as much as I am appreciative of what Stan Lee did, right. he was a bit of a monster. In the 60s so, and, and nobody else got and any credit. And a lot of people didn't get a lot of the credit that they had. Like some people that created so, iconic characters. People, the guy, the guy who created Ghost Rider got sued by Marvel for selling Ghost Rider T-shirts at wow. conventions. Like, yeah. Mm, so not not great. So that but, so they find that guy, but it's and they're lot, like, "How are things going? Could a, you use?" Yeah. A couple grand or, or, or whatever. can we get you more than anything? What these people want is, can we get you work? Okay. Can we find a title for some company where they can pay you to do what you love to do? Right. If they're uh, still doing it, yes. if they can still do it. Well, and for sure. And, and yeah. they often are because a lot of these artists are going to these conventions because they, they need to survive. Right. And, and, you know, maybe, you know, that extra $20. Right. It's like stand up. I mean, yeah. you just keep working until forever. Oh, so yeah. 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 Oh, I, yeah. Yeah. I, from a starving artist, I understand what it's like. You know, I get it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. So, so you like the hero initiative. So that's I'm, what that I'm a is. a big hero initiative. And the comic guy. book legal defense fund, it just takes, it's essentially their legal battles where there's a small town in the middle of Bohunk fuck chop and they're like, well, that has a boob in it or that talks yeah. about Muslims aren't horrible. So we're going to sue the comic book store or instead of suing marvel we're going to sue the comic book store because they're a lot more accessible yes i got soured a little bit from the cbldf for uh because of a store in florida that was selling uh essentially pornography like not like just a boob but it was like pornography to like like heavy metal like babies very young kids like 11 year olds were buying like essentially well there there are Pornography, pornographic comics. Right. And I don't remember. I w- Wait, I'm didn't not... Bill Willingham used to do pornographic comics? Ironwood is what yeah, it was I called. Willing- yeah, but yeah, he's what, the fables guy. Faust, I think, was one of them. But like, and I think it was like pretty graphic. And I'm not, a, I, I can't. And so, and the, and the comic and book the legal CBLDF defense. jumped to it. And I'm like, I don't want that dude. Well, I don't the- want that Florida dude to get my money in spite of the fact that but I'll tell you something. I, I donate to the, to the ACLU and they will constantly defend things that are either indefensible or I don't think are worthy of their time. Hmm. Like just some, someone who is an idiot. I'm like, well, who, who cares? Yeah. It's, it's Why hard did you... to have your common sense dictate. Right. It was, and, and, but I still 
support the ACLU yeah. because I think that what they're doing on the whole is right. And yes. so I am much it's, of that you can't opinion. Pick. Yeah. Right. It's hard for me to cherry pick what the, I was like, huh, yeah, I'm, I, I'm not psyched you're supporting the dirt bag, but the dirt bag, I guess, has rights as well. And to be fair, I've bought stuff from the CBLDF. Like, oh my I, God. I don't, I don't. Every year we get the new t-shirt. I, I don't blank them. Yeah. I have, <laughs> I have the first amendment, uh, American flag t-shirt. Do, do you have the, uh, the, the blanked out Uncle Sam one? I don't. That's the one uh, Andy was wearing yesterday. It was a pretty good one. I have the, the American flag. And then I also bought, uh, this was back way, back when I was teaching in Massachusetts. I bought a meltdown comics print. Of why the last man's final show. Oh, there you go. Signed by Pia Guerra and Brian K. Vaughn. Okay. And I saw that and I was like, well, I Did want that Pia anyway. Did Pia Guerra draw, draw why the last yes. man? Because that was beautiful. Oh my God. I loved was that. It beautiful. Yeah. Is that a woman? Yeah. What else has she done? What's uh, her deal? God, where else has she been? She kind of, I mean, I think she just kind of fell back into the indie world and is doing her thing. Right. Um, I Because why I was- the last man was pretty indie. Well, it was Vertigo, so it was owned by DC. Right. But, and Brian Vaughn, I mean, Brian Vaughn. I think it was earlier. Yeah, but it was earlier in his, it was 2003. Yeah, Yeah. because it was one of the first ones I got to pick as far as a title, because Andy was always picking superhero stuff, and I was always picking the stuff. I was like, well, what's this weird thing about Why the Last, Why the Last Man? Great book. And I picked, um, uh, something called Hard Times. Oh, I have that trade. It's wonderful. It's yeah. Weird. It's a weird book. It, yeah. yeah, it's the, it's the Columbine kid. Yeah. And, and um, uh, written prison. by the Howard the Duck guy. Oh, yeah. And, uh, Steve, and, uh, is it Gerber? Is yes. It that sounds right. Yeah. And then, um, and then it ended too fast because they canceled it. Yes. But, uh, which was made it, made the whole thing weird. <laughs> There's a lot of books that I, I loved that got canceled very quickly. And then, and then they, sometimes they don't give them a chance to really wrap it up. Even at well, all. I mean, Sometimes they just cut it's a, it. It's a business. Yeah. You know, do they do, if, to give someone a chance to wrap it up at an expense of $30,000 might not be worth it. Right. I guess not. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know how much it costs to cut, make a comic no, book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, speaking of Why the Last Man, when I was yeah. working at the comic book store, I remember somebody had sold their collection and I was the back issue guy and my specialty was the modern age, like the stuff going on right now. Okay. And so my boss bought a bunch of stuff and like cherry picked all the Silver Age stuff that he cared about and he's like, you just go through the rest and see if there's anything worth it. Right. And I pulled like a Why the Last Man number one. Uh, oh, and right. And I all these – and like, you know, a couple of $40 books and then I pulled out behind Why the Last Man was just a, a comic book backing board. With a sketch of Agent Three Fifty Five. Who is that? That's the agent from. Uh, from oh, the, the yeah, the from, black the, lady. The, yeah, um, the, the, there you go. Dread. Yeah, <laughs> um, by Pia Guerra. By so Pia it's Guerra. A, an original piece of artwork by Pia Guerra. Holy of, hell! Of a main character from that. Right. And and he was just like didn't know what to do with it. He's like, I don't know. I was like, well, you have this is this is worth this is some huge. money. This is this is a very Someone important will want find this. that we yes. have, and you have no clue what's happening right now. Right, right. He's just like he was a Silver Age guy. He yeah. could, he could price a copy of Amazing Spider-Man number one ninety six down to the penny. But, right. You know, show him a piece of original artwork, and he's like, I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, there's so many different levels of 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 collecting everything, of course. Oh, yeah. But with comic books, the art. So yeah, so show okay, me so what you got. What I got here, and this is at, uh, this is called the sketch card. And sketch cards are very very simple. They're, all it is is it's a small, usually a, a like a three by five, like a baseball like a trading card. card. Yeah, yeah. And they'll people they'll just do a little sketch on them, and they'll sell them for five ten bucks. Okay. Um, this I actually got as a uh, gift from the Hero Initiative for uh, a donation. They okay. Were, you know, as a member, they oh, would right, send right. you something. They, they send you swag. And this is by Mike McCone, who's a great, a wonderful artist. He's been drawing forever. He, you know, uh, 
I think How do you spell McCone? M-C-K-O-N-E. Okay. Uh, and Mike, uh, he did, um, Avengers Academy with Christos Gage. Okay. Uh, which, I read that. Oh yeah. That's I love great. a teen superhero. Yeah. Christos so. wrote that really well. He's a, he's, a, he's from Worcester, Mass. Oh, nice. Yeah. We watch, uh, Patriots games together. And there so you go. All, he gets all really excited about what he's doing. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah. He's really into Do it. Do a lot of comic book writers and artists live here in Los Angeles? Los, especially since DC has relocated out oh, here. Oh, right. Yeah. Um, but it's generally the uh, Manhattan. Okay. What it used to be. It used to be New York. And, because of and, DC. Yeah. And then, uh, and now LA. So you do get a lot of people out here. So is, um, is that why you're hanging out with them? Cause you, well, yeah, he can, lives, we're both Patriots fans. And, and you go to so the same go, bar or something? To, yeah. A bar and that's the, foot, that's and the football team, right? It's, it's the Boston bar. There that's we go. Where we go. And it's nice to see, but yeah. So McCone, I, when I got that, I was like, Oh, that's wonderful. Like yeah. what a great little, what a great little treat. That's I a good like trinket. That. That's yeah. nice. And there's small, beast? they're affordable. It is. It's beast. There we go. It's nineties beast that they have. Nineties beast. Yeah. He's got his, he's got Wolverine hair. Yeah. And very nice. But you can get those. They're affordable. And a lot of times you'll get, independent artists that this is what they do and they'll sell it. They'll do a cool little drawing for you. Yeah. And it's great. It's, and by the way, there's art. It's not just superheroes. Yeah. Everything. You, that's Harry Potter is huge at comic cons. Okay. Uh, unicorns. Can uh, you get a unicorn oh, if you want? For sure. Can you get a unicorn riding a Trans Am? Yeah. Cause that's what I would want. I bet you could absolutely do that. <laughs> I could think of a hundred artists that would do that. <laughs> They'd be like, be yes. Delighted. Uh, delighted to draw I a bet, unicorn. I on bet Trans-Am. Katie Cook would love to do that. <laughs> She's a fantastic artist. What does she draw? Um, she does a lot of these like very small, tiny little watercolors. I'll actually show you a piece from her, but she, uh, I know she's done stuff. I think she's done stuff with like My Little Pony and, uh. Kind of the kids uh, title she stuff? She does indie stuff on her own, but yeah, but she's super cool. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, the bummer is that I, I hope inter- I'm not miss, I hope I'm not miscrediting people with what they do. I'm, oh, I'm, fair enough. Well, you know, I, I was on, there was a guy, I, I did his podcast in New York City and he, he did the art for a lot of sort of really kids titles, you know, yeah. just uh, My Little Pony and, Andy um, Park. Garf, Garfield and I don't know what his, right. I'm, I'm spacing the name of his podcast that I was on <laughs> and he had gone so deep into the rabbit hole of my comedy. He had listened to all of my albums, my special and everything. And then he was asking me specific questions about the jokes and how they were on one album, but they were also on another album and why they changed and stuff. And so I'm a jackass for not remembering that man's name. Wow. But he was he like, did all that. And then you just, and then I just completely blew the guy off, wow. which is a disappointment. But he was talking about how he draws for, Gar- he draws for Garfield and he draws for my little pony. He said, it's not well-respected. It's no real. And I was like, but I get to do it for a living, so it's a win. And I was like, it's like doing shitty one-nighters, you yeah. know? I mean, oh, you yeah. still get to do comedy, so don't beat yeah. yourself up too hard. I and like anybody it. who's giving shit to anybody who's drawing Garfield, uh, what do you do for a living? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I get to draw. You get to draw get comic draw. books for a living? Yeah. That's a win, my friend. It's yeah. it's really it's really fun, too, to like, if you can make a living doing that. Yeah, that, that'd, that'd be amazing. But it's hard. It's a hard, it's hard, hard, hard. I mean, it's art, so. I bet. I bet. And there's a lot of stuff you can get, like, a thing I love is there's sketchbooks and stuff where, um, like an artist will actually have a little collection of their, their like favorite sketches and their la- their past year of of artwork. Here's some of my favorite prints that I drew. Oh, that they'll kind here's of sell at Comic Cons. Pro- yeah, and then so they'll that's that's a, a book by Sarah Richard. Sarah uh, Richard, San Sarah- Diego Comic Con, 2013. 
exclusive sketchbooks. So she'll print like a hundred of them yeah, or, or 50 or a hundred. And then, yeah, there's a mini print in there by someone else. That okay. But yeah. so, and if you, you know, her, her art is very stylized. It's very kind of trippy and really cool, but it's, it's not groovy, just, man. You know, it's, it's very cool. She's an amazing artist. Uh, you know, I wouldn't have met her if I didn't go to a bunch of conventions. Okay. Uh, and you know, you meet someone and you're like, wow, that's, you're incredibly talented and I will buy this from you because I like watching the process and seeing what you think is your best art. Right. You know, right. so you can get something like that. And so do are, most of them kind of, a lot of them do a lot of comics, a lot of artists, comics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This, I'm on a podcast, so generally I talk yeah, about yeah, comics. Comedy. So yeah, yeah. So here's my question, though. Yeah. Like, this is a Doctor Who one. It's called yeah. The Doctor's Cloud, mm-hmm. and it's by Sarah Richards. Sarah, no H. Richard, spelt like Richard. And um, it's very beautiful. Is there any kind of um, copyrighty kind of things? Do they get any beeswax for that? Or No. I mean, there's always this cloud looming over. Of, anybody, I suppose, uh, of anybody doing uh, the, do- the Ranger art. of the Dark Forest uh, T-shirt mm-hmm. has that you got you got the green one for yeah. being on the show. Thanks for being on yeah. the show. Uh, it has the Rebel Alliance, and that symbol. could be scary. Disney uh, could uh... that is without the benefit of copyright. And yeah. um, so when I printed up, I think I printed up some stickers. Andy was like, "Can we change it to the Snitch?" And I was like, "Yeah," except for it didn't look right uh, because Brett Chambers had put the Rebel Alliance symbol there, and yeah. it looked better. And now nobody, I mean, I suppose if somebody gave me some some beeswax about it, I'd take it out. Yeah. But so, I mean, but that's all it is. It's you just not go along. Worth it. Like Disney, well, now that Disney owns Marvel. Yeah. They might, they, they, they just took down a, a guy that wanted to do a fan cartoon okay. that, he, that he tried crowdsourcing and Disney pulled the plug on it. It was like, Mm-mm, not no? happening. Okay. And the guy's like, I spent a lot of money on this. And they're like, well, you're an idiot. Like, right. That something on a scale like that will get taken down. But it's right, because drawing... he also did crowdsourcing. I yes. mean, he didn't just do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't just him saying, I, I, I think, think this he, I is think he neat. spent a lot of his own money on it too. Right. right which yeah. is too bad. Yeah. But, but you got to do, you know, like be, think it through, use brother. Use your brain. You, there you, you go. <laughs> like, come on, or at least ask a friend if it's a good idea. <laughs> right. There had to have been some people. Get another that were like, set of eyes on that. When you're crowdsourcing that, shouldn't there have been one dude that's like, mm, maybe don't. Maybe don't. that's a bad idea. Yeah. You know, don't yeah. mess with the mouse. It's um, for sure. But you know, like something like that where it's a print that somebody owns, somebody's art. They're not gonna. Yeah, it's not it's, gonna, it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, they're and not. yeah, it can't possibly. But it's a fun. Little, but, it, but she wanted to draw it, which is yeah, neat. That's, that's and she her, did a beautiful thing with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And they're really great. And oftentimes they'll have – and I don't think in hers she does, but like sometimes they'll have a blank page uh, in the back or on the back cover where they'll do a little sketch or something in the back. Oh, extra for to, you. Yeah, a little bit of like a thank you for supporting. Oh, nice. Uh, and they're very – you know, and that, that creates now it's no longer of 50. It's of one because it's yours. Right. And it's that. Right. And, and that becomes – you have ownership of this thing now. It's like your little thing. Yeah, that's and cool. Another thing you can get, which a lot of guys will have, a lot of, a lot of artists will have mm-hmm. – um, are these like little, you can get like a little preview comic of something where like, Oh, I have an actual comic coming out soon. Here's a preview of it. It's exclusive. It's limited to this and you can see the process. And it might just be pencils or it might just be a black and white little, uh, they used to call them ash cans. Okay. Uh, where it was like a small oh, yeah. little, you know, kind of like black and white, almost Xerox together thing or something that's put together. And then I- if you look on the back, this is, uh, a Kira alien jungle girl. By Craig Russo, uh, Rich Woodall, and I don't know Basso's last name. Okay. Uh, these guys are great. And I think they, this book got picked up by Dark Horse. Oh, nice. And they're in Dark Horse Presents. And then if you look on the back, they have the little. Oh, a blank uh, spot. A little blank and it's, spot. And, and it's, it's numbered 40 of 50. It is. And then there's a, there's a box for if you 
are willing to stand there. Yeah. Well, they're friends of mine and that one was free. Okay. So yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't going to be like, thanks for the gift. And can also you do more work for free. Yes. And, um, uh, how can I yeah. manifest this? Um, yeah. There's also prints, which you can get, which are not necessarily original, but they, if, a, if an artist oh, right. loves a piece yeah, of Yeah. Andy's doing, got a couple of prints up on the wall. That's I mean, kind of these crazy yeah. ass. He's got yeah. two of these well, things. Well, that's there. great looking. Uh, it's it's all weird fairies and and there's another one over there. Yeah. You can take a look at them. Yeah, I will uh, after. But I, but yeah, they're just they're just regular. This art is amazing. I love this. Sometimes it's a commission they did and they asked for permission to see okay. if it, from the person that commissioned. They're it. like, oh, this turned out really well. And we'll get can into I commissions later too. By the way, okay. that's another thing we're going to get into. <laughs> um, and this okay. one right here, I bought. I when the artist posted it, I was like, I am the most in love with this at all. This is all. This was done in colored pencil. Oh wow! And it's a, a picture of Harley Quinn looking absolutely uh, fantastic. She did that in someone's sketchbook. Okay, she did, so she did it uh, a piece that must have been eight and a half by eleven or Kristen so. Allen. Yeah, uh, is the sketch artist. Yes, she and, is, and uh, she is at foxyart.net. Yeah. It turns out if you guys want to see this Harley Quinn, yeah, it's absolutely stunning. It looks almost photorealistic, but she, this is a, a straight up drawing that she did. That's just because it also looks painted. Yeah. Cause it's, and it's just done with pencil. Uh, colored, colored pencil. pencil. I mean, she might have done some watercolor, but in yeah. the processes, I know she does a lot of, uh, colored pencil. That's but awesome. This is a small print too. It's, it's not huge. It's not cumbersome. It's not going to get in the way. I can put it in another book to keep it flat and safe and not worry about it. Right, right. Um, and you can also get most prints are 11 by 17. So they're easy to frame. Yes. Yeah. You can get a frame pretty much anywhere and they run anywhere from 10 to 20 bucks. Okay. And you can get them like a lot of your artists that you love. They'll, you know, you meet them, you buy a print, they'll sign it to you. You talk a little bit. I love what you did here. I love what you did there. Uh, and then all of a sudden you have an acquaintance. Exactly. Yeah. And you see them enough times and, and eventually they remember you can you. become friends. And yeah. if you're not a weirdo about it, right. which is another piece of we- advice I would give to anybody. Uh, <laughs> well, and, and just in life, because I mean, yeah. the thing is, is we're all excited when we meet people. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've told this story before. I got to meet Matt Damon. Guess what mm-hmm. I said to Matt Damon? Oh, no. He said, it's very nice to meet you. And he shook my hand and I said, well, this is neat. And then we were done talking. Uh, <laughs> but, and 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 he, he was super polite, and I was and I wasn't crazy about it. I mean, like it, yeah. it wasn't the craziest thing I could have said, which was I've hired the caterers, or you know anything something weird. Yeah, but but it, was, but it is I I get how intimidating it can be to meet someone that you're like I really I, like, I love their podcast. <laughs> you say to yourself, the dark forest. It's intimidating to meet Cation. Actually, attainable goal to meet me. Anyway, so but yeah. We met in a comic store. We did meet we in a comic did. book we store. Met. That's right. You uh, p- press the uh, the the Superman. No, no, just Batman. Was it a Batman? It was Batman. Thing? It was Snyder and Capullo's <laughs> volume one of Batman. Oh, that's right. Because we were in the green room at Meltdown, and you had just right? gotten uh, a credit to the store. Oh, right. And you were like, I, what should I get? And then, No, I oh, was not were, what, like, oh, what should I get. Happened? You were like, I can tell you what you should get because. Is that I, what it was? Yes, it was because, was uh, this was like about? last year. It was. It you was were, a while ago. you were on board. But uh, the thing is, is I'm the, I'm exactly the same way because like Moshe Kasher mm-hmm. had it and he did not say, I wonder what I should get with my $40 credit. I said, Hey, do you want to know what you should get with your $40 credit? <laughs> and that's exactly what you yeah, said well, to I think me. You were, yeah, you were like, there was some kind of rumination involved. Well, there was, where you were like, there was, I didn't loud. know what else to get. And I was like, because I have a bunch of stuff and you're and like, I, perked out. I have ideas. Yeah. I don't know if you've thought about these. And, and I think I had mentioned that I didn't read enough, um, DC and nope. Batman. And I was like, ah, 
boy, I'm like, allow me to hook you up I'm with this like, thing. You know, yeah, yeah. Thumbs in my suspenders, <laughs> pulling them out. I'm like, let me tell you. Young, I'm sure you, little lady. Let me tell you how it can be done. Take, what's yeah. it going to take to get you inside a Batman volume one today? <laughs> today. Well, it's going to take a credit. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's what's funny take about that? Was it what, uh, yeah, because you were, you were so funny about it because you said, and if you don't like it, I will buy it back from you and that'll be fine. Yep. And I was like, it'll be fine. I will like it. And everyone I know will like it. So I was, yeah, but that's how much I stand by my recommendations. Exactly. I do. But you, I, cause I, but when you meet people and you get excited, like I try not to, I've only gotten starstruck when I met an artist. That's okay. the only time I've ever been starstruck. And I, even before I moved to LA, but now that I've moved to LA, I've met a lot of very famous people yeah. and I'm, I don't get starstruck. Uh, I met Art Adams. Okay. Who is, in my opinion, the the greatest comic book artist I've ever seen. He's a right. master of master of texture. He, he did what's the he X- drawn? He did the X Men uh, back in the day. I mean, his stuff is you know he did X Men back when they were uh, in the eighties. He I think his okay. first big one was like the long shot miniseries, and then he's just sort of he he did a book called Monkey Man and O'Brien for Dark Horse. <laughs> okay, um, he's just if you look at his artwork and you just re- just Google Art Adams and just and hit Google images. Image, and just be amazed at what he's done. Just the variety or it's the... It's just so great. He he controls texture in in art that better than anybody I've ever seen. And it's not... You know, a lot of these like superstar artists, it's a lot of crosshatching and shading and okay. it's going to dark and deep. But he just covers everything so perfectly. Like he'll draw a thing. Okay. And it looks like a, a, a man pieced together out of rock as opposed to this kind of vague outline of... A man course, yeah. in rock. It's just so good. Okay. Um, and and I met Art Adams and at a boss at Boston Comic Con in maybe 2010. Okay. And I I stammered. I was like, yeah. Uh, I was, uh, and I've had a friend with me. My friend Josh was with me, and he just started laughing. He's like, "What is wrong with you? I've never <laughs> seen you like this." Right. Right. But it was just that is what it is. To I met Stan Lee, and I I, I didn't it didn't bother me. I didn't bat an eye. Right. Uh, I meet this. This guy who drew the X Men in the eighties and you right, know, was, but, it, but well, I mean, you so can't call who you're going to be thrown by. Yeah, you know, it's just like when I uh, for years when I would meet Dana Gould, I didn't, I couldn't talk, I could and that. and he just because he's always inspired me so greatly in my stand up that I was hard to. Now, now I'm cash, I'm you, cash. I can tell him to me, shut up and me stuff. Me and DG, me, yeah, me and Gouldacrat. We're, we can talk about things. Do our thing. Yeah, anyway. It's no big deal. Uh, but it's, uh, brushing your but, shoulders but it is, but it is, I mean, you can't, you don't know what's going to really kind of inspire no. you. I mean, I, I don't know who I would meet right now that would, I mean, I, I would be impressed to meet a bunch of different people. Yeah. And it doesn't mean you aren't impressed to meet them. It just doesn't, that visceral kind of, I have nothing to say. Like, I interviewed so a Muppet what once. A Muppet? Yeah. Oh, that's... And that was strange to me. But that right. was, I think, more of like a, just a crazy, insane... Wyatt Cenac was on an episode of The Dork Forest, and he said it was one of the most powerful things he's... When he when he met Kermit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when I met... Because I was doing an interview, and you meet the Muppeteer face yeah. to face, and the Muppet's asleep. Okay. <laughs> so the Muppet is... is, is he's his, the, the Muppeteer's elbows on the table... And this was in a hotel room in the Beverly Hilton's. Very, we were doing it. I was buying guns. That's how it meant. I was to... buying guns from a mom. No, uh, and... <laughs> it was for. I was a. I used to be a mommy blogger. Okay. For Modern Mom, I used to write movie reviews. Wow, I know. man! You look at me All and right. you think mommy blogger. Yeah, yeah. Former teacher. But is, is that a thing? And he's asleep, and then yes, hello. He like wakes the Muppet up. 
and starts talking to you. But that's how they have to. Is is that a standardized it, thing? Sort of like I don't like know. a Disney maybe like the like the Dis the people in the Disney costumes can't break character. Yeah, when it you're must a be. Muppeteer. Does the if if the Muppets on your hand, do you have to have a sleepy Muppet assuming, or a talky Muppet? <laughs> I'm assuming if the puppet the Muppeteer is talking to you, the Muppet has to be asleep. And then when it comes time, and it it the trick works. It's hypnotizing because as soon as the Muppet starts talking, your eyes go to the Muppet, and you're and no you longer start, talking to the person. And I'm talking to the Muppet, and then every like maybe three minutes or so, I'd look up at the guy and be like, huh. Yeah. Like, I would just be like, right? That's crazy, right? I'm talking to your fist. That's bananas. That is bananas. Do their lips move? Because uh, he's not a ventriloquist. Yeah, he's just a puppeteer. Yep, no, okay. it's li- but you know. Not just a puppeteer. I'm not belittling the puppeteers no. of the world. Anyway, it so crazy. what's that okay, next piece so of art? Okay, so this is another, this is another, this, one you've got this is another print. Yeah, this is actually a part of a set I got from this artist who's, uh, actually a very good friend of mine. Okay. Uh, and I met him at a convention. Right. And I actually met him, uh, w- my ex-wife and I found this table of these guys who were like very kind of like indie and small and they had these really amazing pieces of art that we love. Very shag inspired kind of okay. stuff. Oh, right. Uh, and so this is actually a Mos Eisley Cantina like, like a, Bill, oh, like, like a, a kind of poster. Yeah, like an advertisement kind of a thing by a guy named Dave Perillo. Uh, Dave Perillo with two L's? By, uh, I think maybe, yeah. Uh, yeah, P-E-R-I-L-O. I know he goes by Monty Gog. Uh, M O N T Y G O G. Okay. On, is his artist? On, yeah. On the, uh, on like the Twitter and, and everything like that. And these guys actually ended up becoming, uh, really big, uh, because their prints were just so great. Him and, and uh, Tom Whalen and Scott Derby, these, this trio of these great yeah, yeah. guys. And then I remember, cause it's a very, it's very strange, I love it. I absolutely love this piece. Um, uh, I ended up, when I was working my first job out here as a PA and I said, Oh, you know, my friends have a gallery show yeah. tonight. So I'm going to that. I'm really excited. And then one of the dudes I worked with stopped me. He's like, where's the show? And I was right. like, Oh, gallery 1988 and yep. on Melrose. And he goes, are, you, are your friends Tom Whalen and Dave Perello? And I was yep. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he started to freak out and it never, it, that was the first time it ever occurred to me. I was that like, that they had oh. blown up that. Yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, I ground floored these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you but, got in when REM didn't, didn't even have a following, man. Right. right. Exactly. So they're the, but they're the nicest guys, super talented. And we developed a relationship mm-hmm. over the course of years. From where, conventions. Yeah. We okay. started in conventions and became friends and you know, Oh, I'll see you in Baltimore and then oh, I'll, right. you know, come out to Boston. You can stay at my house if you want. Uh, Oh, you're coming out to LA. Well, we'll hang out while you're here. Right. And right. So it was really this, you create friendships just by not, the problem is a lot of people can be weirdos. Well, and uh, a lot of people, uh, like I, I'm, I'm working on a bit right now about how you don't really know how to be friendly until you realize how to be friendly. Yeah. So it's just, it's a learned skill, just how to be friendly. Yeah. And Make then, eye contact, but blink every right. once in a uh, while. Blinking is good. Blinking is blinking very is, good. Everybody loves uh, blinking because yeah. otherwise it gets spooky. Ooh. Okay. What's that one? So this is actually a remark. This is another type of art you can get. And what remark. it is, is the, an artist of a book will actually draw on the cover of the book. Okay. So in sometimes so it's just printed. Draw, so this this is a regular comic book. Like I bought a comic book. Yeah. And then you will look. There's like Captain America was drawn here. Oh right. Like you can see it there. Oh right. And it right. was drawn by Ed McGinnis, uh, who is the guy who was the artist here, and it's signed by Ed McGinnis, uh, as well as Dexter Vines, who is his inker. Okay. And then Jeff Loeb, who is, who the, is writer. the writer, and yeah, Jeff yeah. Loeb has written. Everything. Almost everything. You know. Yeah, I think that guy, even that guy's name, even that guy's name. I know yeah, that guy's that name. One's, that yeah, one's yeah. really huge. So what I have here is I have a sketchbook. 
Yeah, was, I had a guy on Tom Frank who was, I think, more of a completist. Tom Frank. Do you know Tom Frank? Yes, Tom Frank does uh, drink and draw. Right. Oh right, uh, and, and he also does a com. He does um, the only so, time I the, the only time I did stand up at Comic Con was he had um, he's like we're doing a show at Comic Con in a toy booth on the dealer floor. Sure, and I was like, so we're gonna stand in a dealer booth with a Mister Microphone and scream at people as they go by. Come back and listen to my Dune joke, and he's like. That's exactly what we're going to do. And we had like a hundred people oh, yeah. and he closed and he destroyed. Yeah. Because those are his people. You write you your people. Those are my people too. Yeah. Just like, nailed every, he had, a, he did 15, 15, almost 20 minutes that yeah. just slayed. I mean, he had just the roar. You could hear him over the floor. Yeah. So he killed and, but he has, he does sketchbooks. Uh, like yeah. That. There's, there's themes for sketchbooks too. Like you can always like, I think maybe he has does it for his daughter. Or yeah. Something. I mean, you could like, say if you're a huge fan of star Wars, you could have a star Wars themed sketchbook okay. where you just go to different artists and they give you their interpretations of, 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 oh, of different star Wars stuff. Yeah. And so you can get someone doing a Darth Vader. They could do a cutesy little bobble like adorable bobbleheady, you know, yeah. if you go to like an Agnes Garbowska <laughs> or one of these My Little Pony artists and they'll do like a really cutesy Vader yeah, yeah. or you can get like a very, very de- – and they ch- people charge, you know, so much different, you know, they, they can charge anywhere. Someone will do them for free, you know. I mean I'm always iffy when somebody does a sketch for free for me because right. I, I'm broke. So I right. also want to give them money, but right, right. Everyone it. needs at least ten bucks, yeah. right? Ten or twenty bucks. Yeah, I would say if you right? can, uh, if if you can. Yeah. Um. And so I have this is an ecstatic sketchbook. A five dollar five dollar cup of coffee, you guys. Right. So this is an ecstatic sketchbook, and what I have, and and obviously, I mean, this is a we're not in a visual medium, but right. I have different. It's a non-repeating sketchbook because ecstatics has so many characters in it. Okay. Over such a short time, because spoiler alert. Uh, a lot of people die in that book. Okay. It's, it's a running They'll theme. They'll kill them. And so you'll get a guy that's only in for like a very short time. And so sometimes <laughs> I get like classic superhero artists to do uh, their take on it. Okay. Because Mike Allred was the artist originally. And he's not a classic superhero artist. Style. He does Silver Surfer now. Okay. So if you've seen Silver Surfer, it's yeah. a very clean, very sort of tight, not overly detailed, but still beautiful right. uh, artwork. And so, you know, I'll get someone like a Charles Paul Wilson III who did um, Stuff of Legend. That's okay. the book that he's most well known for. Uh, and then you get a really cutesy dupe by Katie Cook, who we had mentioned uh, oh, right, before. right, right, earlier. Uh, which is very just cute. I think this was like 10, yeah. 10 bucks for a cute little Yeah, blog. nice work. Um, yeah. And then uh, this one is uh, the orphan character by Riley Brown, more classic superhero style. Sure. He does, uh, That's Cable a square and, job. Cable and Deadpool job. is the book that he's doing now. Okay. He, got, he, he made it big on Deadpool. Oh, nice. Um, this is a character named Dead Girl, and she's dreaming of Doctor Strange, her sure. love, uh, by um, Joe Quinones, uh, who is a uh, a huge uh, sort of – he's in the all-red camp. Okay. Uh, and I could keep going. I have a piece by George Perez. Okay. Who I've heard of. George Perez – He's a big deal. JLA, uh, Avengers. Oh, JLA. Yeah, that's it. Like he did that. And so just, there's so many, you know, pieces like I have, this is, oh, look at all these pages. I'm, yeah, no one cares about me turning pages. No, no, but, no. And that's fine. But sketchbooks are great. You know, you can get, you can get them. You can get a book for anything like, uh, you know, you buy a sketchbook for 10 to $15. Uh, then you bring it, you bring it in and, and you show, you see if somebody's willing to do sketches. You don't push it if they don't want to. Uh, it's fine. You know, it's fine. You don't have to. Right. So if they're sitting at the table, what are they, what are they mostly there for? To sell their sketchbooks or? To, well, if they're sitting at the table, usually they're there to make money. And that right. could mean I will do sketches. A lot of people have short lists. 
short list of things of that they're like willing many, to sketch? Or? No, a short list of how many sketches they can fit in. Oh, okay. And sometimes these really big artists, they'll only do eight to ten in a weekend and they'll sell them for – Hundreds of dollars? hundred to, you know, sometimes $250, depending on, on what you're getting. Uh, and then, you know, the push from there is, you know, they, they've made, you know, a payment, you know, they've made their mortgage this weekend. Right. They're still working in comics. They can still move forward. Right. Uh, and, right. And there's so, everybody's, yeah. yeah, there's a lot more of this kind of art. I'm, I, now I'm, I, now I am taking a, a video, okay. um, like moment in, on an audio show. There's a, there's a comic that I've enjoyed off and on, uh, but, uh, which is Hawkeye. Yes. Because, um, it's Lemire. Yeah. Am I pronouncing Lemire that right? Took over, yeah. Okay, but who wrote it initially? Matt Fraction. It was Matt Fraction, right, who is Kelly DeConnick's husband, if I remember correctly. Yes. yes. And uh, that's what I like to refer to him as. No, that's uh, I like very that. silly. I like that. That's and, very modern. <laughs> it's very modern. And uh but the um but and I do like it, but I like whoever has been drawing it, and I know that it's been changing. Yeah. Is it started as David Aha. Oh, did originally. it? A-J. Uh, A-J-A. A-J-A. Okay. Uh, and this issue, you're looking at, uh, the Hawkeye number three, the newest run, uh, is Ramon Perez. Oh, it is. Uh, and it's very, it, it's, <laughs> it sort of sticks in that sort of clean. It's sort of, it, it's it, fun. it looks like, it looks like, um, uh, Sunday paper, Sunday newspaper kind of. Yeah, a of. little bit. A little yeah, bit. Yeah, it has more of a, a comic strip feel to it where it's realistic, but it, it's not really bold colors. It's, it's lighter Yeah, colors. and that's the, that's the choice of the colorist. Usually oh, really? The, well, they, because you have, when you're creating a comic book, you have pencilers, you have inkers, you have colorists, and they all sort of work together. Um, let's see, it's funny seeing all the, well, all the people. Pull, pull like, things, but, you, okay. but t- talk like you want to talk, uh, but grab so, whatever so you want. What you, uh, and so what you have is you have this collaboration of all these different people working together to decide the mood that you're going to get out of that. And right. Because this is another interesting one too, is this, this Ms. Marvel? Yes. That was a, such a great creation. Right. Well, it's, um, it's an amazing book, but the, the, who, whoever is doing the inside art, it's sort of it. It has that more casual feel to it, where it isn't quite as Miyazawa, I believe. Takeshi Miyazawa. Yeah. Okay, and she. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I think that's a he. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure. Uh, maybe. Let's she. go with someone who's Japanese. Yeah. yeah, let's go with somebody who's Japanese. This person. Yes. Uh, I think they did uh, some stuff with Runaways, which Brian K. Vaughn oh, wrote right, for, right. for Marvel. Uh, uh, that a is uh, a, a great title if you're uh, if you're looking for uh, teen superheroes. Kept it in my classroom. That's, I uh, have multiple copies of those trades in my classroom. It's they're yeah. they're so great. I um you have uh, a book, uh, Rocket Raccoon, Raccoon and Groot number one. Scotty Young did the covers. He's also the writer, most well known for being an artist. And he's yeah. really sort of taken into his own uh, as a writer. Now that's Scotty, right. He just started writing like five years ago yeah, or whatever. He's, right? he's fantastic. He really um he really blew up sort of towards the mid two thousands on. And I actually met him in two thousand four. I got a sketch from him in my sketchbook. For fifteen dollars wow. in two thousand four, that same worth... sketch would be one hundred and fifty right now. Oh, really? If somebody were to try to get him to do that, I yeah, yeah. So, and that's what Does I'm he saying. Do, did he do the cover and the innards? I don't think so. I think uh, no, no it's someone not. else. Because a, a lot of times with com- with comic books, it is super. That's what I think of as sort of, even if it's not in space, it's darker. Yes. You know, there's with, with comics, they're there's, setting that tone. Yeah. They, they set something, you know, this is in a yeah. throne room with a rocket raccoon, uh, obviously evil yeah. despot. And so you're, what, what, <laughs> what you get now with something like that though is you have like artists are chosen. The creative teams are created for a reason and they want the art to reflect 
what the mood of the story is going to be continuing. So they book the whole team. It's like booking a show. Although Somebody you, books yeah. the MC, the feature, the headliner. It can be done correctly. Yes. It can be done poorly. And there are teams that work very well together. Okay. Like, for example, like Ed McGinnis, uh, who's a great artist. He did a lot of the Hulk stuff. Uh, he works with Jeff Loeb. Like okay. Jeff Loeb and McGinnis work together well often. Right. And so, and they're, the anchor that they usually go with is Dexter Vines. Okay. And so there's this team that really works together very well. Right. Uh, and that's fantastic. And then you have other things. I actually have I have two more types of artwork that you can pick up. And by the way, you don't only need to go to a convention. Um, you can get them through dealers. Okay. There are dealers that work specifically with artists. And, and these dealers generally tend to sort of support – uh, they're, they're very big on supporting their artists. Like right. deal, the dealers don't actually take a very local, big commission. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, the one that I'm most familiar with is Comic Art House. Uh, and he, he, he is Bob Shaw, he's a great guy. He helps run Boston Comic Con. Okay. But he's also a, a, an artist rep and he sort of will, will sort of get you what you need and set up the, and be like, okay, well here, what's your budget? Well, let's find what you like here. And you can get a piece. He's, he's told me before, he's like, you can get a page for 10 bucks. Okay. Like you can get an original published page as yeah. long as you're looking for what you want for 10 bucks or, you know, he's like upwards of 3000. Well, the comic book store that Andy and I have our pull list at, which is uh, earth two over in Sherman okay. Oaks. Yes. Um, he has, and I've seen them other places, but he's got these car has, um, these emo, um, you know, the emo, uh, the, they're little baby paintings of, of mm-hmm. superheroes yes. in emo positions. Yeah. Like it's Wonder Woman who's all sad and underneath yeah. it, it says, I can't find my I've plane. I've seen that artist yeah. at Kamikaze. Okay. I ran into that artist at Kamikaze and saw that and it was yeah. very, very. And, and I think the, the, the initial dozen were great. <laughs> and now it was, it's like, it's when, an, it's like when a publisher is like, you have to write another, you really need yeah. to have to write another, uh, Miles Vorkosigan yeah. book. And you're like, I can't actually think of other iconic Keep characters. Keep working, Peg. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I don't, I don't, why is someone else sad yeah. or emotionally yeah. drawn? I think that person sold a print. Uh, I'm a friend, Adam, uh, Adam Todd Brown. He writes for Cracked. Okay. And he does Neat. unpopular opinion uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. He has a shirt of prints sad. Oh, nice. Dubs. And they're crying, they're all crying together. It's like really, <laughs> so it's awesome. Yeah, you can yeah. do that. I mean, it's a nice. I, I like. I do like a theme sometimes. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, so the last two pieces that I have are are sort of like more of like higher end stuff. Okay. Uh, and this right here is a commission, and a commission is when you actually ask an artist to create a piece of artwork for you on a grander scale than just a quick sketch in a sketchbook. So how long uh, will that usually take? Them? It can take a few months okay. because they're busy. They yeah. have deadlines and, and yeah, commissions they're, they're, are... They've paid work in addition yeah. to this extra gravy money. What I had originally done was purchased a cover from this artist. His name is Koi Pham, uh, oh. and he, uh, K-H-O-I-P-H-A-M. He's fantastic. Okay. Okay. Very modern but silver agey style artist. Yeah. And I saw this cover, an Avengers cover of Ultron's head. Yeah. With like the reflection of the Avengers kind of in it. And Ooh. I thought it was so good and I was in love with it. And I knew him from conventions. And so I – And he, I, had, he had done that. Yes. And the day I saw that, I, I sent him a text. I said, I want to buy the cover. Yeah. You just tell me how much you want. And he gave me a really good deal. Right. And then uh, like about three weeks later, I'd said, okay, so you know, do you want me to you know PayPal you or send yeah. you a check or whatever? And he accidentally – he's like, yeah, let me find it. He sold it. He oh, he had sold, sold it to it someone else at a convention. So, you know, he, 
And it's, you know, and he's like, I'll tell you what, I'll just do a commission for you. Okay. For the for same, same price. Okay. And so this is, uh, all the big four of the Avengers. It's yeah. Iron Man, Captain America, Thor, and the Hulk. And this is my, there is, this is the only one of these that exists. Right. And so that's pretty cool. It's never yeah. been published, but it's my own private piece. And it's neat. It it's is really, really cool. cool. And yeah. I've always thought about getting it colored as well. Like going into it, you oh, can right. go to a colorist and they will do that as well. Oh, okay. So you go to someone like a Laura Martin. Uh, or a Peter Stegerwald, these guys who are very well known for being artists. Yeah, themselves. Like mm. Now this last one, this is my favorite th- piece of art that I have. Ever. Uh, it this is. is it. it is. This is, uh, an original page. This is a published piece of art. Oh, this okay. This was in a comic book. Okay. This was in the Pulse number 12. Uh, are you familiar with Jessica Jones? Uh, yeah, isn't it a Bendis retconned, uh, art character that he, he jammed into the Silver Age without yes. anyone's consent? Well, Except well, for that it was published. Without, without anyone's consent. I think Marvel was alright with it. Yeah, Marvel was on board. <laughs> I think they were on yeah. board with it. I think it did, they did a very good job of making her such a mid-tier character that she could have been one of those very forgettable she, Avengers. She seems to have taken more than, um, the other one that he did, the, 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 the Superman guy. Oh, the Sentry. The Sentry. Well, the Sentry wasn't created by him. The Sentry was created by Paul Jenkins. Before Uh, Bendis? Yeah. Yes. It was a while. And then uh, Bendis brought him back in New Avengers because Bendis likes being weird. Yes. He he likes to kill people. But we all do. If if I was going to write a comic book, I would want to write The Death of Captain America. But... um, to, you know, just to make your mark. Yeah. Uh, but to, but he likes to did it he, first. Right, right. But if he likes to create. Well, he Bendis created Jessica Jones. It was the first Max title ever. Okay. And the first word in Ma- this comic. Max com- or Ma- like Marvel fuck. Max. Yeah, they're, that's the they're... first word in the comic is fuck. Which makes sense because I love Bendis's powers. Yes. And this has a powers look to it. Actually, well, it, this was actually drawn by Michael Gaidos. Uh, G a y d o s. Okay. A fan, fantastic artist, and I, I fell in love with his art, and I fell in love with Alias. Everything about it, very dark, very noir, very filthy. Yeah, yeah. And as the course of the 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 series went along, um, she, I mean, you see, she's in a relationship with Luke Cage, right? Uh, and, and they they did the series on uh, Netflix, right? Jessica Not done Jones. with Daredevil yet, so yep. I haven't started Jessica Jones yet. You got to get on it. I'm it's on fantastic. it. Fantastic. Uh, and uh, and so this is actually the page where a uh, spoiler alert. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do with the series, but in right. the comic, uh, she gets uh, she has a baby with right. Luke Cage. Oh, there you and go. this is the page where she goes into labor, or she's in labor, and this <laughs> and, is their arriving, and Avengers run out. They're arriving at doctors. Boy. Well, they got kicked out of a hospital. Oh, okay, in the book because there was like kind of a racist. Uh, oh, because they're superheroes. Nurse on call and said, you know, get her out of here. We don't know what's going to happen. Is this place going to explode? Right, right. And, and they're like, and so they took her to Doctor Strange. Right, and and, and so, so then that you know, there's just, opening the door. Then the Avengers walk in. This woman in labor. Right, uh, and then go boil like, some water. This, yeah, and go so, rip some sheets. And so I love the artist. Ran into him. Yeah, and asked him what he had available. And he, I looked through his, and he charged me sixty dollars for this. Wow. Which is, I mean, I'm. It's so sort of like having an piece. original, like, um, animal. Cell. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that's which, so which great. Are fanta- which you can get out here so easily, by the way. The animation cells, and and you go to Burbank. Go there's a there's a. Uh, I have a, to tell Dan Schlissel where next to uh, next to House of Secrets. There's a gallery called the Hyena Gallery. Okay, and they have so many animation cells. Okay, because uh, people just they because clean there's out a, you offices. know stand up records stand up exclamation point yes. records. Dan uh, Schlissel, he owns it, he runs it. Has uh, is is a guy who likes the idea of an animation cell, but doesn't own any. And so now I will send him to the hyena gallery. Hyena gallery, yeah, uh, in Burbank. Yeah, 
All right. It's yeah. right next to House of Secrets, which is a great, great comic store as well. Yes. There, I've seen, I've been to a lot of crummy comic stores in my day and out here, I've come across nothing but wonderful stores. It's, well, you know what? They're like bookstores in the way that you have to organize them mm. in a way that when you walk into it, you feel welcome and you feel like you could find something eventually. Like the first time I walk into a comic book store, I'm like, I don't know how you're organizing things. Yeah, this is weird. Do this. And then w- when you look around, you get, you sense, you sense some sort of purpose. Mm-hmm. And so when I walk into a used bookstore, if I don't have that sense after five or 10 minutes, I have to leave because otherwise I'm going to start alphabetizing things <laughs> and nobody wants that customer. And, uh, so, but there's we got a, a system. There's a great bookstore. You go to the Iliad. Everywhere. I love the, I live, I live. Blocks from the Iliad? I live blocks from the Iliad. You gotta love the Iliad. I live on the, on the running path. I live right along it. On Chandler. Yes, That's I do. That's nice. I do. It used to be next to a, uh, a video store called the Odyssey. Odyssey. Yeah. And, uh, next to the Odyssey and the Iliad was a, uh, a defunct restaurant that I always wanted to buy and open with my non-existent restaurant skills and money and call the Aeneid. And uh, that uh, never happened. Never happened. And now Greek it food. is. It would have been Greek food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love Greek why food? Why not? Why not? Why not? Why not make an entire business decision based on a lark? Why not? Exactly. Well, and there are worse ways to go. <laughs> my, my favorite book, my current book that I periodically pick up, I got at the Iliad. I got a sixty-year-old collection of Steinbeck short novels. Oh wow! And it's this nice old one musty, cheerful tale after another. I, I, I God, I love Steinbeck. <laughs> oh my God, that guy! I know. I want to anyway, but I was going to tell you my favorite, the only Max. I, I think I've read a, uh, some Max titles, but the only one that I can remember offhand is the Nick Fury Max. Garth Ennis. Uh, Garth Ennis, Garth who Ennis is always a treat. That. Yeah, Garth Ennis. And and I will always recommend uh, anything. Anything by Ed Brubaker, but he usually has Sean Phillips drawing, right? Oh yeah, yeah, they fit so well together. I mean, they're, they're, that's one of those examples of people who work together really well, right? Teams that work so well together and you can see them and they're obvious. Uh, currently Mark Wade and, and Chris Samney, uh, Daredevil. On Daredevil. When they did Daredevil. Oh my god, Mark Wade is is so. Is a delight to read Mark yes. Wade. They're, they're, they're all, they're Are all, you doing Bitch Planet? Are you doing any Kelly? Uh, my current reading right now, here's how limited my resources, because, because uh, I, I used to have money. Back when I worked at a comic store, I read Right, everything. you should marry Andy Ashcraft. He will always find money for comic books, right. it turns out. <laughs> uh, uh, I read Silver Surfer. Okay. I read Batman. Right. And I read Saga. Those are my three that I can't, I can't stop. Uh, but there's so many great books days? out there. Yeah. Are both web comics that turned into comic comics. I love that. And, um, and so they're very sweet. Like Giant Days is an adorable tale of people who go to college in, in the UK. And it's just people getting laid and people I, I hate them already doing. because they're, they're not me. They're so, I already, I used so, to have college and I don't have that anymore. So now I'm going to hate them. <laughs> Colleges and this weird Lumberjanes is I've like a Girl so Scout. so many great things about it's Lumberjanes. It's like a Girl Scout thing that is adorable. Yeah. And then he likes, Andy loves all things uh, that are Rocketeerish. Rocketeer is great. That cover is beautiful. Yeah, I don't know who did that. Uh, let's find out. Um, Let, oh let's, my let's God, I think over. I know who did this artwork. Who did that who artwork? This cover artwork. Um, Let's see. The script is by Mark Guggenheim. Uh, I think this artwork is uh, Nick Bradshaw. That was, and it was Nick Bradshaw from definitely sort of the Art Adams school of 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 comics art. Oh, okay. Like that is a very Adams style cover. Okay, so it has it, it and it feels kind of it, it it feels actiony, but it feels 
sort of World War II-ish. Yes. Yeah. And what do you think of this guy? Spider-Man 2099. That was great. That was a comic that was created in the 90s originally. Right. And um, I never read it and, then. Yeah, and they, it was like, it was kind of. I just got and, into, well, I just got into Spider-Man since, um, Spider Island and Doc Ock. Yeah. And. Superior, Superior, Superior Spider-Man. Superior Spider-Man. So was so good. Yeah. I cannot express yeah. how great it is. So uh, Peter David was the writer of, of 2099, Will Sliney as the artist, and then Rochelle Rosenberg, the colorist. Um, fantastic. And this cover is so gorgeous. Uh, Francisco, Francesco Mattina, the Italian artists that they had brought in, uh, you know, Gabrielle Delato is another example that really sort of came into their own, um, as these fantastic, um, cover artists. So many wonderful artists, uh, out there and just a taste for everything. Do you know this Soma person? Uh, let me take Who a writes look. the, who draws the bitch planet? So Kelly Sue does, uh, the right, writes that, right? And then, oh, Taki Soma, yeah. Uh, I think, is Taki repped by Comic Art House? I don't know. I I feel like I've met Taki before. Um, I can't remember, and I, uh, I you know you meet so many people. But I kind of like this kind of watercolory look on this Scarlet Witch. Scarlet. Oh, okay. So, so we got the Scarlet Witch number two, and we're looking the interiors uh, very different than the exteriors. David Aha is the oh. exterior artist, so he's the one that did all the Hawkeye stuff back right. in the day. Um, so you're going to get that very very. And, and by the way, David mm-hmm. Aha. Did you have you ever read uh, uh, the Immortal Iron Fist? Yes, with uh, Fraction and yes. Brubaker were yes. the writers. David Aha was your artist. Oh that. my gosh! And that is so good. That's I, I recently reread that whole thing because I was so in love. Iron with it. Fist, so great. Yeah. Uh, oh. Right here's another pair up. Doesn't doesn't Arcudi do a lot of Mignola writes with and then Mignola John and then Arcudi does yeah a lot of the BPRD stuff. Um, right. It's also wonderful. Like it's such a great to see these superstar team ups. Yeah. And and it's like it's our version of like, you know, like Shaq and Kobe or, you know, Larry Bird and McHale or, or something. Those are sports analogies. They're sports analogies. But right, right. everyone every every fan of a it's thing, sort of like, like there are these teams that yeah, work together. It was like, like when Kanane was opening up for Pat Oswalt. Yes. <laughs> it was exactly kind of right. that that's a stand up comedy analogy. I'm gonna bring you back into your comfort zone. <laughs> right, right. Because I was like somebody I was sitting next to a comic, um, and Al Jackson, and uh, there was a comic on stage who was talking about a basketball player who is not – it wasn't Kobe Bryant, but it was somebody as famous as Kobe yeah. Bryant. And I turned to Al Jackson and I said, basketball? And he goes, yeah, yeah, basketball. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> I do have someone coming on the show who wants to talk about basketball, and that will be fascinating I think that will be great to hear – you're, cause you, you're in this world, like the comic book world. You, right, you we can have, talk. You're in, you're connected to the zeitgeist enough to know how you can hold your sure. own in this. I feel like it's and just going to be like someone about speaking the Mandarin to you. Right. And I do, I like to watch some basketball, but yeah. I like to watch like a minute and a half of basketball because I'm watching the most amazing athletes in the world yeah. with a ball play catch and dunk the ball. And you're like, the hell, how did he even do that? But then after a minute and a half, I'm like, is he still, they're still playing? Still and so it. then I weed off. That's, but my sport was very short. I was a boxer, so my sport was two to three minutes at a time. So you could just <laughs> right. be like, hitting, well, that man hitting. is getting hurt. And then that man is, wow, <laughs> wow, wow. we got to step away from this. I used to, yeah. uh, Jeff May, which is, hey there, Jeff Rowe, yeah, on Twitter right. and Instagram, 
And um, people should go to those things to see where you're going to be doing stand up yeah, at the end of February and March and yeah, all that. Yeah, I think we're uh, we're we're working on getting you uh, on the show in March if you're around. Oh, the, right, because you have a local LA blast from the I past do, show. Yeah, in a, at a wonderful, uh, wonderful toy and collectible store. Well, that'll um, be exciting. It is really, really fun, and so uh, so you'll be able to hopefully check me and Jackie out. And uh, it's going to be passed by the time this goes up, but uh, we'll be working together soon. All right. Aren't we doing the Nerd Bowl this yeah, after the Super we Bowl? Are. Over at Flappers in Burbank, you guys. Um, yeah. Uh, that's a little shout out to Flappers. The, the old flap. I like it. flaps. I, I, the, I like the crowds at mm-hmm. Flappers. Yeah. Super uh, nice. I think valley crowds at comedy clubs tend to be way more willing to laugh. Right. When They're in, just normal in, people. In Hollywood, usually. it's a lot of like industry or people daring you to make them laugh. You know, as much as I love the Josh and Josh show at Bar Lubitz, I'm always intimidated by the audience because they're always three times better dressed than I am. Right. And they're very handsome. Very, a lot of sit-ups are happening. They're very fit, the ladies, the men. Anyway, thank you so much for doing this show. (laughs) Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I had such a blast. Rangers, you know the rules. Take care of each other out there. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh my god. Thank we you. why don't we just call that as the end of the show?